0: This is the Business Stuff Podcast. This is where I will share the lessons I've learned from advising thousands of businesses over almost 30 years. Each episode will give you practical insight to allow you to learn from other people's mistakes. I'll be pulling in experts from our team and the world of business, and together we'll make sure your business is giving you what you want. My name is Martin, and this is the Business Stuff Podcast. Can we touch on sick pay, maternity pay? Maybe do holidays separate. I think mm-hmm. cause that is a separate topic. Because you mentioned there, make all sick pay and maternity pay. Again, these are statutory. Yeah. You, so there's qualifying conditions them. No. If they qualify, they get it.
1: So they've got yeah. They've got the qualify. If they qualify, you've got to pay it. Um, since employment allowance came in there's no, you can't recover any statutory sick pay, but um, employers can. So
0: what does that mean? Then I'm paying someone a couple of hundred quid a week, they're turning up, it's going well, they're on sick next week. There is an amount that I, the legal minimum I have to give them. Yes. We might have separately agreed, it's a good idea to pay someone all of their pay for a while, but that's a different thing. Mm -hmm. There is a statutory minimum that I have to pay as an employer, which I will not recover. I can't get back from the inland revenue now. It's different with maternity pay, but sick pay. And that's part of when you were saying at the start, and you've just touched it again, what's the overall cost of having this person? You think you're getting a 52-week employee, you're already not, because there's at least five or six weeks, and then you've got to counter the fact that most people will have a week's worth of sick every year. Mm -hmm. Not most, not every year, but quite common. And somehow you've got to fund that as well. Which is quite quite annoying if you've took a big step and you're paying someone for the first time.
2: Yeah.
0: If
1: the work's gotta be covered because it can't be put off till the com- the come back, you've gotta get somebody in yeah. uh, to, to, to cover that. So you're paying two people for this for one week's work.
0: Yeah, and in, in, in the person covering might not be as good as the person who wasn't there anyway. So no. you're paying two people to get not as much work as you were the first time round. But again, that's just part of employing people in in the UK, yeah. it's just what yeah. it is, isn't it?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's worth, for, for sick pay, it's worth bearing in mind that one of the qualifying conditions for paying statutory sick pay is then providing evidence that they are actually sick. So if you've got somebody who's come in and gone off sick and they haven't done their self certification for the first seven days, they haven't then produced a fit note from their GP or other relevant qualified that medical. That baffled profession. me
0: when it turned from sick note to fit note. Mm-hmm. What does not matter?
2: I see them I still see them referred to pretty much interchangeably. Yeah. I mean, obviously it says fit note on the official document, but and they go, "Here's we sick note. Uh-huh. Right there. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Um but you know, if you've got somebody who hasn't provided their evidence, um then you can say, Well, you know, we're not gonna pay you sick pay because you haven't given us the evidence yeah. that we need to be able to justify that. Because I mean you'll probably know this better than me, Michael, but if HMRC was to ever check and say we've paid sick pay for this person, where are their fit notes, where's the evidence and you haven't got it, then I I don't know whether there's penalties that you would pay as an employer for that. Um, I,
0: I, I, I mean, if they're not on the sick, what are they? Are they on unpaid leave? Are they on holiday? If anything, you've made it all might have overpaid them. because you mm-hmm. you're not them. recovering the sick so not pay not now, so, so, I, I, so the I, revenue I, are probably fairly neutral. I, on I, it, I but see it as mm-hmm. not
1: a, as an essential because as long as you're, you can be seen to prove that you've paid at least the minimum, you're not recovering anything from HMRC. So therefore, the sick notes are maybe not mm-hmm. as as needy yeah. on on the, the maternity pay, paternity pay. That's another matter where you can still recover um, elements from HMRC. Yeah. So having the documents in place to form part. Because in that you are
0: funding the maternity pay on your yeah. behalf, it, like, you're so literally getting money paid to you, you've got to have the evidence on that, haven't you?
1: So with the maternity pay, depending on the level, on the size of the employer, financial size of the employer, they um, they can recover, well, some if not all, and a bit more of the maternity, paternity, adoption pay and so forth.
2: Shared parental.
1: Shared parental mm-hmm. as well, yeah. Um, Thankfully, not had too many of them because that gets the brain working. It's, work it's in an admin
2: challenge, isn't
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. it? <laughs> well, this, this all is to be fair because you might just think, "Oh, well, I went to school with Dave. He's going to give us a hand and give me 80 quid a day." Like you just can't do that, can you? It's just long gone. Mm-hmm. What, what, what's, what's the threshold then? In, in, obviously, we get to try and help people in business. In full disclosure, in case you're not aware of this. Catherine charges for HR order, and, <laughs> and Michael charges for payroll. We know that. Mm-hmm. What's the threshold for at which point you kind of go? You should really be getting help, not necessarily from us. But is is it? Would you recommend anyone ever do payroll and write their own contracts?
2: Um.
0: You can just say no.
2: Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> no such. I, I, I'm thinking. I'm trying to think back through clients and different experiences. Um so I think if you're a real micro business that has people who work very irregular hours and who are going to skate under a lot of the thresholds that they would hit to start qualifying for statutory benefits you can probably manage with less in terms of systems although does everybody have to report online now
1: Yeah so there's, yeah. there's a few um, like religious ex- um, exemptions
0: Yeah Brethren or something? Are they
1: still exempt? I think, it's, I think it might be yeah. them, actually, yes. Yeah, Because yeah. I think
2: at one point it was if you paid less than a certain amount, you didn't have to go through. that. Well, that, that's, that. Still, that's sorry, this, yeah. Uh, this,
1: the, the, the start the um, the, yeah. Um, but there's still, that can, so just to touch on that, there are, are um, areas where you wouldn't have to payroll if you're paying someone uh, below the le- low earnings threshold, but you employ employee number two who has a, another job and by default, you now need a page scheme for everybody. So we, we, we talked at the start on the basis that everybody qualifies and you do need a payroll, but because yeah. uh, they are few and far between that, that can, it's
0: can it's, happen. It's not very often you can pay someone yeah. and not have to declare anything. Yeah.
2: yeah. And even to know that, you're going to have to get some advice. You've got to go, go through than, the
0: effort to arrive at yeah, that answer. It, rather than yeah. just
2: assuming, oh, well, it will be fine. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll worry about it later. Um, so it is one of those things that's always worth running past somebody um and you know lots of i don't know, I'll, I'll do a, a free sort of hr health check for small businesses often you can get a bit of guidance to set you on the right path without a charge and then you've got that contact for the future if you do need more help
0: yeah, yeah. um we're well, putting
1: plans in place just to be in case you get caught out so i think we've touched on automatic enrolment, and you may not need an automatic enrolment pension scheme but if you're planning to take on some people in the near future and your first employee doesn't qualify, is it worth just spend that little bit more time getting it in place so that you don't need to worry about in an emergency when you when take? When you back, offer the
0: next person, the, you the got
1: paperwork's think. there or yeah. the systems are there ready, uh, ready to go. Um, but in terms of payroll, about doing it yourself, yeah, by all means, you can do it yourself. Many weeks or, or months. Just don't come and
0: ask us when it goes wrong. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, fill your Because there'll be many weeks where live with decision. Depending on your workforce, <laughs> there could be many weeks where it's the same salary. But all it takes is someone to go off sick, fall pregnant, shed parental come come
0: and go and then it's you like get a statutory deductions from pay as well like court orders oh yeah and so better. there's a so, yes. whole load of things that come in to earnings yeah, yeah. yeah. so loads of things that affect payroll that mm. are nothing to do with they always it.
2: send people mm-hmm. into a tailspin i've yes. oh got this what do i do with
0: it yeah we are going to take some money off them you know? and the, the attachments are have last, that plaque as well
1: <laughs> the attachments are on the last last resort where they've exhausted all options of getting the money from the employee and they've gone straight to the the as well. the get them get the money from their pay oh, slip. So, yeah. so sorry that's the terminology you get this get it from the the pay slip before the employees physically receive the cash yeah. but if you don't operate that that's more pen fines and penalties to the employer because so. at that
0: point it's then the employer's responsibility yeah. isn't it? Is it so you're
1: taking it's the, the employer's responsibility move,
0: oh f- dave don't worry i won't do it man you're all like. But you're the one who's going to get caught. You're, you're the one who's going to get the yeah. bill off the inland revenue.
1: Yeah. And if the employee leaves, it's up to you to, to notify the court that they've they've left. Them. They're not on your books anymore. So there's an awful lot of. It's not just paying someone for what they've worked. It's dealing with a lot of, of other other deductions. There's more more put on to payroll because of the the amount of data that is held
0: yeah. at, 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 at source. Should we talk about loans at all? You know, we, 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 we nearly yeah. touched I felt like we were about to touch on it at one point, but we didn't quite. Because you know, you just mentioned that if someone leaves, well, if they your money, you want that money back, don't you? Yeah.
2: Yeah. And having it, it I have mean, kind I of mean, is it
0: just easier not to lend people money? Or
2: I have I mean there's certain circumstances where you potentially would. I mean, say if you've got somebody who's gone through a professional qualification, you might fund that. And then put some stipulations in place to say, well, you've got to stay with the business for a certain period of time afterwards. Otherwise, yeah. you will have to repay a portion of that. But that absolutely needs to be set out in writing
0: before they start.
2: Before they before they start doing that particular not when they tell you they're leaving. Yeah, not when then you say, oh, that's <laughs> Well, was you're one, leaving now. Well, you owe me that four grand? Like, grand. Yeah, you owe me five grand.
0: We never talked about that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and I think this is sometimes where statutory minimum notice periods can get a bit tricky because if you've got somebody on a week's notice and they've taken a load more holiday than they were entitled to course, and yeah. then they leave, um, even with notice, you're probably not gonna, you're not gonna have enough to recover send that holiday. Bill. <laughs> um, and trying to recover money from people who have left is an absolute nightmare. Yeah. Um, so, so,
0: so, so, so actually, you know, I've heard you talk about holidays quite a lot and I, and I, and I, I know from internal work that holidays can be a nightmare. How, how, like that's just another thing that you wouldn't think you would even have to think about another reason why you need a proper comprehensive system it, it's a system I like think put four weeks holiday and he's only been here a week is, is like, like so that's no that?
1: for, you, for, you, for you to touch touch on but it's it having the uh, staff handbook in place is the limits to how much you can book before you've accrued the the leave having but ultimately, having the clauses in the contract that you can recover these o- overpayments, or, or or planning and to think what the the risk of if they've had the four weeks straight away, um, or, or the standard the notice in, do you need to take a bit of a bit of the overpayment from this month's wage, and then when they've got the final wage next month, take the remainder because you know they've you know, only got 10 days pay but they're all 15 days holiday so... You're
0: probably walking into a fight there though aren't you because if someone says I'm leaving at the end of the month so again this is where good practice comes in so I'm leaving at the end of the month Catherine you go alright okay then you're just thinking oh well you've had four weeks holidays so you've just got no pay this month they're not expecting that are they? No. That's not good like person management is it mm. you should go oh well you know you're not going to get any pay but well, I'm not coming in then, ah, well you shouldn't have had last month's pay then. Like,
2: yeah. So yeah. it's
0: just better not to be in that position, isn't yeah,
2: it? Yeah, and I think you know, notice is a period of time, not an amount of money. Um, I think that that sometimes gets forgotten about. You, know, yeah. you get somebody who'll say, well I want to leave and I want to go today, but I still want to get paid my my month's notice. And they would say, well, no, that's not how it works. If you're not prepared to stay and work it, <laughs> yeah, you don't that's, get paid for, for, for work. work. We yeah. can mutually, mutually agree to waive that slightly different if the employer terminates the contract because then you're saying the work is here the work is available we just don't want you to stay and do it yeah so we'll pay you in lieu of that time um and when you have got a payment in lieu then potentially it's easier to recover the deductions from but you know it's kind of a you're almost kind of taken from one hand to give to the other it, yeah, it doesn't yeah. mean put you in a better position but yeah having the the it's Set out in the contract to say you know you can book a maximum of 10 days holiday at one time. You can't, you know, if you have taken more holiday than you've accrued when you leave, this will be taken back from you. You can't take you can't carry over holiday from one year to the next, or you can only carry over a certain amount. Can't
0: kind have of more than a maximum amount in any one sitting that yeah. Does, yeah, yeah,
2: all that sort of thing. these aren't
0: interested, they're mundane, but the, uh-huh. they're essential, aren't they? Yeah, the, real life, like the real life
1: issues that you may not think of, but it because so certainly the time. see the value of having the, the right hr systems in place to cover the unexpected uh because you you need to know how to deal with them when when it does a, it does occur and having them conversations with the employees when you say oh, you've got no pay this month and then oh, is it the employer situation on hardship they've got no i've got to pay me me rent at the end of the month and i've got no pay and you' you've taken it from us but it's, it's down yeah. with the planning. And, and if it's
2: not clearly set out, running the risk of getting ended up with an unlawful deductions claim. Yeah. Because just having a blanket clause in your contract mm-hmm. that says the employer is entitled to deduct whichever sums it feels necessary well, from Yeah. yeah, um, <laughs> isn't going to stand up.
0: Yeah. Especially um, if you've got someone on minimum wage as well. It's yeah. like, can you deduct the Like, got to be careful.
2: Yeah. So
1: even just with that, just in touch on that, if, if say there's a, uh, an error in payroll and you give someone a wage advance. So there's £200 just to see you through and I'll take it off next month get them to sign for that £200 and st- uh, set the date that it will, it will be recovered in full from the next, the next yeah. pay date so you've got that paperwork so it's not an illegal deduction from wage.
0: Because most of the time not all the time but I would imagine enough of the time they'll go well, why, why, why have you took £200 quid off your pay? Oh, mm. can't remember you borrowed 200 quid four weeks ago did I? I <laughs> yeah. mm. not think I did systems you touched on systems so in, in payroll
1: systems um if you're doing your own own payroll then to, to there's so many different software out there on on the market and it's it's And what what's the right one for you to speak to businesses of, of a similar size because you may not need the one with all the bells and whistles on and i would go with what 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 how complex do you think your payroll is going to be you going to go start down, down you just don't know dear. that's the from, problem I suppose day, yeah day one you, you might have an idea but as things if, you, if you're going down on enhanced maternity pays and start a trip and uh, like we had wonderful pension schemes or multiple pension schemes can your software accommodate all these that, that that's that's needed um all the software that, that's out there will meet the minimum requirement it'll do what needs to be done but reporting wise, is it linked to your account system, um, kind of do um, sort of AI links to your pension and, and, and the bank and, and, and so forth, but you've got to look at the cost of these and, and weighing up, is it what what you need yeah. and is it is too much? Is it too clunky for what you need, or is it too simple for what you I need? What's the learning curve as well? Yeah, has is, is, is it got the right other training, um, uh, training videos, or, or help guides within the systems uh, that you can learn? Some of the a lot, I find a lot with the systems you'll, you'll learn on the job. You'll get an idea how, to, how the how they work, but then you'll find find other 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 quirks. Uh, but it's find that right software for, for you, and if you've got the systems in place as well. It, uh, like IT security with the, with the data and
0: backups. If it, if don't run your payroll on a non-password protected laptop that mm-hmm. you leave on a bus. Yeah, it's like pretty important.
2: Yeah, well, and and, from and copies of the
0: contracts and yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: And, and well, and from a GDPR perspective, where is the data housed? Are the servers in the UK? Are they in the yeah. in Europe? Is it is it going to be? Is data going to be transferred? Have you covered that in your privacy notice to your employees about yeah. how their data can going to be handled?
0: We, we, um, we, I, I, know, I know during COVID with all the furlough that, there was a lot of people came to us and they went, wow, we thought payroll was easy, and now we're learning that it, that it never was. And we found a lot of issues, I know, from employers who had been doing their own. they it's like, oh, well, especially if you had people on varying pays, you had to work out, you know, what their normal, pay- I can't remember the terminology now, thank God I've forgotten it all. <laughs> It was a dark
2: time, but it it, was—it
0: was. You know, I don't. I should have give you a trigger warning. I mentioned furlough, sorry, Michael, because I know you've had no fun at all with this. But it—it very much, I think, brought to the forefront that something that a lot of people took for granted as being a simple, easy thing, just wasn't. And I think those days are gone now. With payroll being something kicking just. Back in the day, in the early 90s, we used to just get a manual out and go, oh I paid 800 quid. I just told you what to deduct. it was simple. Yeah. But that's just gone now isn't it?
1: it it's just like, like, if we're offering advice, it's, it's 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 advice based on what we've experienced. And don't just continue doing something because you've always done it. You've got a the times and, and legislation, legislation processes have changed. Um, picking your, your your pay date, what's the right pay date for you? Most people would like to pay late, so last Friday, last working day. But then you've got to think, I've got working backwards from that pay date. Payroll don't just press a button on the yeah. 31st and just magically uh, calculates itself. You've got to work backwards for what, how long is your backs process? Is it same day, is it three days? How many days does, uh, does the, your payroll person need to process the wages? Is it too long because you've overcomplicated it, or you've got you've got to take into account um, sickness emergencies? But then, what can happen in the in the time from when you have having your wage cut off to the backst for planning for like when you mentioned the holidays and and people like people people leaving last minute changes? What do you have a cut off and say right? any overtime from this point is going to be paid next any month. Any overtime after
0: the 15th is paid the month after. Because yeah. otherwise, how the hell are you going to?
2: Well, and if you shut for Christmas, are you going to run an earlier December payroll day? Yeah. Do you need expenses in earlier in December? Do you want to, you know, and then you've got the January five week month. So I, I how do you I, make I, sure people are prepared I for would say so to people as
0: well, you know, if you can do a weekly payroll and a monthly payroll, why mm-hmm. would you opt to do something 52 times? Mm-hmm. If you only have to do it 12.
1: Well, first, if you're doing... If with nothing the, else,
0: if you're paying us to do it, it's cheaper to pay for 12 yeah. than it is to pay for 52 let's just be clear
1: that. About. we openly say that the clients it is it's, it is cheaper if you're going to do weekly in arrears do it yourself. In, in, in arrears <laughs> so that you know you're always reporting on fact yeah because
0: um, you, wh- you can't you can't do you can't ring up and go yeah you, know, you know here's the overtime until you know eight o'clock last night can you run the payroll today please that's not how the real world works. They, we're not sitting around waiting an hour before your pay date just to like. be can
1: change it because he's he's done two hours, not three hours. Uh he's, uh, he's amended
0: his timesheet. Oh man, well that's next week now. Sorry, but yeah. So keep it simple. What about systems on your end then, Catherine? The um, well, again,
2: I mean, there's there's loads there's loads of different HR admin systems you can choose from, different levels of complexity. Um, I mean, I partner with Breathe, which I think is a really good system for We use Breathe yeah, internally. Yeah. It's, uh, and it's, you know, it's affordable, it's quite a flexible contract. Um, and it's you know, it's got a rotor module, so if you've got slightly more complicated stuffing arrangements, you can reflect that within the system, you can make sure you've got timesheets, etc. But there are other systems out there that do it. Um, I mean, the most important aspect for me in terms of systems is the GDPR compliance angle, because if you're just keeping your data on an Excel spreadsheet, it's not compliant there's a huge risk that somebody might oversave save it by accident that something gets deleted I was going to say ignoring that, the fact
0: you could lose it I mean uh-huh. really, yeah, it's got to be backed up somewhere externally yeah.
2: and yeah. again you know, if you could make it so that people if you can in- introduce an element of self-service so people can put their holiday requests in and the line manager can approve it and you've got a, an easy audit trail of that Yeah. why would you do that instead of having a calendar on the wall and paper forms why and, would you have
0: post-it notes of Dave asked for two weeks off in the yeah. end of July and if you forget to tell anyone you'll lose the post-it note and then you're paying them You forget that they've had holiday.
2: Yeah, because Dave's never going to
0: volunteer is he? Yeah,
2: and and some payroll software includes a holiday element. I know Xero does. Yeah. You can include holiday requests and things within their payroll module. So, again, it's just finding the right one for you that is going to make your life easier and give you the data that you need um, and calculate it correctly. Um, I mean, most of the time, if if you work a five day week, holiday is pretty straightforward. But if you've got people that work variable hours, yeah. um, it gets more complicated.
0: Because zero-hour contracts are still a thing, and yeah, well, how do you work out holiday when someone has no fixed hours? They well, still get a, holiday, a, don't they? Yeah, but yes. there was a
2: change in the law last year that it says that everybody, every worker and employee, is entitled to five point six weeks leave a year based on their average weekly working hours. And the reference period for we average weekly working hours changed from twelve to fifty-two, and you've got to discount any weeks when no work is done.
0: Oh wow. So, um, let, so so if someone <laughs> works thirty out of fifty two weeks and they do fifteen hours in thirty weeks, their average is fifteen hours, not fifteen times thirty but ignore the two weeks like Yeah, you know, so you right, wouldn't yeah, do you, if you did, that might have made no sense,
2: yeah, but if you did thirty if you just, worked fifteen hours for thirty weeks and then you had the other twenty two weeks where you did no work at all. You
0: ignore the zero hours. You ignore the weeks your is based on the fifteen yeah. hour weeks. Wow. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's all under debate at the minute. Um, it could change again, we don't know, but at the minute, you've got to discount your weeks when no work is done.
0: Yeah. And I, and, I, um, and to be fair, I know zero-hour zero contracts get stick. They suit some people, they don't suit others. The reality is they suit a lot of businesses because they can't afford something. So we're not demonising, but if you can, it's easier. Just all of these things are complexities that if you can, you plan them out of yeah. the system.
2: I, and I know it sounds
0: was, easy saying that, but...
2: What I would normally say to a business is if you have a rough idea of what their average weeks are going to be, tell them what you think their holiday is going to be on that basis. You're going to have to do some reconciliation, and I would say probably once a quarter to go back and check, you know, have they actually worked the average hours? Have they worked more? Have they worked less? Do we need to adjust their holiday entitlement to reflect that? And does that just get
0: paid then, Catherine? Because if you're working zero hours, it's not like you say I want Tuesday off because Tuesday isn't eight hours. You, so, can you just say, well, you've worked 15 hours a week, you've accrued a quarter of 5.6 days, I'll pay for your day and a half, and just pay you for that, uh, rather than them take holiday? I mean, how, how does it work?
2: So, I mean, to, to phrase that in a slightly different way... Yeah, I mean, you can um, ask
0: yourself a different question yeah. if you want.
2: <laughs> so, it, employers can, and have always been able to, stipulate when they want people to take leave.
0: So what you do so, is you'd say, well, actually, instead of coming in for the next two weeks, I'm going to pay you, but don't yeah, come in.
2: Or you could say, well, you know, I'm going to stipulate that two days a month are classed as holiday and you'll get paid for that. And then you never kind of run up a massive debt balance or go into debt. And you haven't got that big balance in the And you've given yeah. twice the period of notice of the amount of leave you want them to take you're meeting the legal standard, you're doing it as required, right. they're probably going to be happy that they're getting a little bit more in their pay at the end of the month. Without having You're managing to work, yeah. the risk of accruing or, or going under any on any holiday balances. But I would still say keep a track, do your reconciliation yeah. to make sure it's right. Um, and there are some circumstances where zero hours people, you know, the, the right to still request holiday is there and it depends how close to zero they actually are. They might still want the um, last two
0: weeks of July off. Yep. Yeah. Well, whether yeah, they, you, you kind of stop people from asking, can you? No, and I what, think the other what, thing what, one thing I quite surprised me. Yeah. Sorry, is 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 it is the employer's kind of right to give permission for holiday yeah. and can also stipulate holiday, yeah. which I think a lot of workers have no idea about. Oh
2: yeah, I mean it's a holiday request. Yeah, you, know, you have your entitlement for the year, but when you ask to take it, it's a request.
0: It's subject to the business needs. It's subject, et cetera. always subject uh, yeah. to business needs, yeah. and the business
2: can turn it down. They can ask you to take it another time. Um, I mean, if it's been. Uh, personally, I would weekend, be very annoyed
0: if someone told me when to go on holiday, but I'm yeah. quite fortunate. I've never worked anywhere where well, that's the case, but yeah, that's I mean, the factory closed down, be, isn't it? Yeah,
1: it's going to be mm-hmm. Christmas, Christmas, it's Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah it's it's to be fair, well, we do do that, yeah. Well, and, but it's, well, it's advertised well in advance, you know yeah. what's going to happen.
2: Yeah, and it came that came up a lot during the furlough, actually, because it was one of the things that was really unclear initially was whether you could be furloughed and on holiday at the same time. Yeah. Um, Uh, or
0: or, or, or a bit like maternity do you have your furlough and then when you come back you've still got all your holidays well
2: mm. and lots of clients did end up in that position because they didn't manage it Yeah, and nobody as I say nobody wants to be told you are going to be classed as being on holiday for these two weeks there's no work for you to do because you've been furloughed anyway but we can't afford to let you you through the balance and you can't
0: go anywhere and you
2: can't go anywhere (laughs) and you're back on but
0: have a good holiday (laughs) have a good holiday
2: (laughs) 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 but I mean normally you can't be off for more than one reason at once yeah. So normally, you know, you either not be
0: sick on maternity and on holiday.
2: No, I mean, if you've <laughs> without going sort of off on a massive tangent, if you're on long term sick and you've exhausted your statutory sick pay, an employer can say to the individual, "Would you like to use some of your holiday?" Yeah. Um, because it's helping Which them actually is a
0: gesture because they get full pay for those well, weeks yeah, it's, instead it's, of sick you know, It's yeah. managing the life. It's of not all evil dictators view, and. But it's capitalism. also managing
2: the, the hardship situation. Yeah. I mean, the other important thing to bear in mind from, from a holiday perspective is people can't be worse off by taking leave. So if you've got people who get paid commission um, or get paid do a lot of regular overtime and that forms a standard part of their monthly pay, you need to factor it in for your holiday pay as well.
0: Wow. Okay. So, yeah, well, news have been very kind of cautious on this. I'm just going to say, don't do your own payroll. <laughs> <laughs> just to, uh, to Don't write your own <laughs> contracts. I think, I think personally, they could be mad too. But anyway.
1: Linked to the systems, I would say also to have some contingency. Um, payrolls, the, the deadlines are not going to change. You've got to be paid every week or every month. And if the person running the payroll is out of the business, someone's got to run the payroll.
0: You can't have one person who's the linchpin, everything, yeah. And Cause it's it needs to happen anyway, not <clears> it? it? It's
1: having... Bare basic notes to know um, <coughs> what the what the pay date is, login details for the HMRC for the pension scheme, uh, getting into the payroll, sort of an idiot's guide pr- to how yeah. how to run a, a a basic basic payroll. So at least you can get your staff up paid HMRC are off your back as well. And, and but
0: again, again, again you again, know, that's just like alarm bells going off <coughs> in my mind for just commercial risk. Yeah. You don't want to have... Oh, the pay deals are on the top draw, Catherine. <laughs> why, like, again... But anyway, that's not why we're... Li- listen, we've been on for a while. We might, we might split this. I don't know what we'll do because we've been on a while. Can you each give us one thing that people are just getting wrong all the time? We normally finish the podcast by saying, what's the one thing that people are just always getting wrong on this?
1: I think for, for, for us in payroll, it's the, the lack of quality... In, in the data and, and, and assumptions from getting maybe start forms were not full full names or I didn't get I didn't get their uh, date of birth um, not not telling us that they've had a pay change and waiting for the employee to f- get their pay slip and say oh, where's my pay oh I forgot to tell you
0: it's getting why, why, why is my pay not going up to, nobody told me you were having a pay rise yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's getting so it's communication the, it's the
1: communication it? to the person that's does your payroll that you've got Everything you need to know. You've moved house. You've changed bank. You've got married. All this information needs to be passed to Payroll to to keep your records yeah. updated, and only then will your payslip be be correct. Yeah,
0: because if you get all that right, your payslip should be. It, it is. It, it's a good system that largely works mm-hmm. if you do it right. Isn't it, it can only
1: be as good as the information that comes comes through through to us.
0: Is an old saying: shit in, shit out. <laughs> Garbaging, garbage out for the pre nine o'clock version, sorry. <laughs> Catherine, what 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 do you think? Um, people are just keep getting wrong on this.
2: Overcomplicating holidays. Um, <laughs> well you made it sound pretty <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you you you're, um, you're the one who
0: answered that question complexly.
2: <laughs> uh, but I think as if you as long as you remember that the statutory minimum holiday is five point six weeks a year. Um, then you can't go too far wrong. You know, there's nothing legally special about bank holidays. You don't have to give bank holidays as time off. You don't have to pay people more if they work on bank holidays. Um, you're fine, and, and it's 5.6 a week, weeks a year based on that person's average week. Yeah. Um, so
0: pro rata, whatever that. Yeah, yeah.
2: it just, it, once you get in a pro, part-time holiday in terms, just send to, seem to send people into a tailspin. And it's,
0: but if you work half a normal week, you'll get half of 5.6 yeah. weeks. It, yeah. Just keep it simple. I mean, if
2: you work five days but you work five days or four hours, you still get your holiday allowance based on five days a week. Um, it's
0: just each day it gives you four each hours off. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. shorter
2: than the yeah. person who sits next to you and does but
0: eight hours. Yeah, you, you, you don't get 5.6 times eight hour days no. to use against the four day. Yeah. yeah. A four hour day, sorry. Yeah. 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 So
2: I think. Getting in a, I can see
0: why that would people catch people out though. I could I could see why they go, oh, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, yeah, and, and you can get into doing an hourly holiday entitlements and and yeah, but I mean, if somebody's got a consistent daily working pattern, keep it in days, keep it simple, don't overcomplicate it if you don't have to. Keep your five point six weeks in your mind as your minimum, and then you, you know, if you do anything on top of that, just make sure it's reflected as a prorata for anyone who works yeah. differently.
0: Well, I'm gonna offer my final suggestion mm-hmm. that I think people always get wrong is they do these things themselves. Because honest, yeah. If that hasn't, just put the panic into you. <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't the intention. The intention was, 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 was to actually try and make mm-hmm. it as easy as p- possible for people to get some of the key things right. But yeah, I would say don't try these yourself. Don't try this at home, kids. <laughs> these are trained professionals. <laughs> <laughs> Precautions have been taken. No one was hurt in the production of this podcast. Yeah, um, but it is joking aside. You can end up in court for you know what was that dis- deduction thing you said? Lawful deductions. Lawful deductions. I mean, so you can if you don't issue a contract.
2: That's an automatic two weeks wages claim. If somebody, wow, s- if just somebody, like s- yeah, if somebody says, oh, I've not had a contract. It's day one, right? I should have. Well, I, I've not had a statement of terms and conditions. Um, and I should have had one on my first day. And they get it into their head to go off to ACAP. And there's no, there's no right
0: to like, there's no appeal. It's just like,
2: tough, no, you should it, have done
0: it. It's, it's not like, oh, but I was busy. Me granny ate me homework. It's like, it's just tough. You missed it. Apparently. Yeah,
2: yeah. And generally people aren't going to pursue that unless they've got another reason to do it. No, but they will pursue it. This is the way to get, build a good relationship with my employer. <laughs> but the will pursue
0: it. If you fall out after four weeks, they go. and They go. And they're like, oh, I'm not going to pay you. It's like never mind not paying us. I'm going to get me paid. I'm going to get two weeks off you. Yeah. Because as soon as they go to sentence so of four advice, weeks holiday, you
1: had four <laughs> weeks holiday. But you didn't have the holiday clause.
0: Yeah. I mean, you can you can paint the scenario here where someone's getting like twelve weeks pay and they've never done a day's work. Yeah. If they if, if, if you get it wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I
2: think you know, we talk. I talk to clients a lot about when when different statutory protections for employees kick in. The, I think it's always really important to bear in mind that. Employers have pretty much no statutory protection.
0: Yeah, you can't even make someone turn up and do the job that you paid them for. No. Not, not easily. Not easily. <laughs> not
2: without. Before protection. you get ideas. Yeah. Not
0: easily. You can't do it. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but not not in the same way. If, yeah. yeah. You, you you the the burden of proof with all of these things, rightly I think to be fair, is the employer has to prove everything. Whereas the there is a lot of statutory things given to employees and that I think that's fair because of the power of balance well, yeah,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so
0: I have no problem with that but you yeah. co- but, but just because you're an employer doesn't mean you can do what you want you really cannot
2: no you can't and I mean without going on to a whole other topic and a separate podcast um, you know the burden of proof is not the same as if you've murdered somebody. It's not beyond all reasonable <laughs> doubt. It's on balance of probability. It's not a jury of your peers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> he, de- he, you defin-
0: he definitely did not fill that form in. So he's got all the. You
2: know, you still need to be able to demonstrate as an employer that you've behaved reasonably and fairly, and yeah. and you know, having the right documentation systems and information to back all of that up is just going to put you in a better position.
0: Again, it's dull, it's mundane, but you have to have it. Yeah, it is. It, it, it. So it
1: pays for itself if you've got that and if you, something yeah. down the line you've got to come back to it and you've got you've got that piece of information you know you've, you've, you've covered covered your back as it were but you've, you've just got the order trail of everything that's needed to what, yeah. what made up that pay slip on
0: that, when they were paid that day all are cov- it's all covered yeah because what's the average um, settlement these days from the tribunals
2: it depends it's a what decent it's number four, isn't it um, I'm sure I mean, it's five I, figures if it's a, for discrimination, which is if your short service employees are most likely to go down the discrimination route um, if they end up in a dispute. Um, in 2022, the average discrimination award was 25 grand.
0: Yeah, so if you get these things wrong, and whether you're discriminated or not, if you're disgruntled and you fell out, people will go down any route to try and get some money off you. So
2: Potentially, yeah. Tri- and you know, There's tri- no cost well. for the employee to do yeah. that. Um, and even if you don't end up Stand in and standing court and paying compensation, the time and the stress involved in that. Fighting um, it, I mean, I've had clients dig
0: back through all your files, mm-hmm.
2: and yeah, I've, you know, I've had clients literally say, like, every time I see this come up on my inbox, it makes me feel sick. But please just take it off me. Please yeah. just make it go yeah. away. Um, and if you if you do the right things to start with, you can just don't
0: end up there in the first place. Yeah. Got to be easier. But well, listen, that was much longer. I, this will, I think, be split in two parts. Such a um, fascinating
2: topic, you see. Yeah, well, well we, we, to be honest, there's
0: so many things we haven't talked about as well, which is another reason why I think uh, the, the final word is, why would you? Why would you want to do this? Why do you do this? Why do you do it, honestly?
2: Because I'm nosy and I like knowing all the secrets. <laughs>
0: I, like, I like knowing what people get up to. Um, I hope you found that useful. There, there were some great gems there, some basic things to get right if you do want to give it a go, because joking aside, you can't You can't give it a go. Um, you've just got to make sure you're doing it all properly. And I think this is a great example of ignorance of the law does not protect you. You might not know that you had to submit the payroll information to the revenue on the day. They don't care, they'll fine you. You might not know that you had to give a statement of-
2: Statement of terms and conditions. Terms and conditions.
0: <laughs> it doesn't matter, you'll get the fine anyway. So yeah, you know, beware. Do the reading, get the help. These people are canny. They'll, they'll give you a help. Is that what I yeah. say? And good luck over there and happy Payroll Week. Yeah, happy Payroll Week. <laughs>